don't want to go among mad people. Oh, you can't help that. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> Oh, the jungle VIP I've reached the top and had to stop And that's what's bothering me I wanna be a man, man I don't see how a world that makes such wonderful things Could be bad Hello and welcome, you're listening to Mouse Madness A podcast dedicated to bracketing all things Disney I'm Chris Bowersox And I'm Kyle Skinner And we are your hosts for Mouse Madness Each episode will focus on a single Disney topic, generate a bracket, and debate our way through the madness to figure out who or what is truly the best. Follow us and play along on Twitter at MouseMadnessPod or send us an email at MouseMadnessPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can always support us on Patreon by becoming a member of Jerry's Gang at Patreon.com slash MouseMadness. Kyle, we are back. Uh, I got got quotes on the brain. I'm, (laughs) I'm like... Instead of counting sheep this last week, I've been reciting Disney quotes in my head, thinking about all the ones we missed, uh, thinking about the song lyrics that that should have been on this bracket. Hey, maybe that's a bracket topic for another day. Best oh, song lyric. Yeah, I think that will have to be. I I haven't been able to stop thinking about the fact that the Jungle Book is the Bible. That was a mind blowing revelation that we had. Uh, but besides that, had a lot of fun last time. I. I'm surprised we were able to pull out as much as we did out from those quotes. And I'm surprised at some of our picks. Uh, we put our guest host to work quite a bit last episode. And he is back to get right back at that work. It is our guest host, Kyle Madsen. Kyle, welcome back. I knew this was going to be a really hard bracket. And it's like living up to that. Yeah, it's <laughs> because every tie break is just kind of like, yeah, I guess this one. Yeah. They're all really good. <laughs> They're super solid and also super surprising, right? Like we talked about in the Lion King uh, portion of the last show, how there's no Mufasa uh, on this bracket. Mufasa is just a quote machine. Um, But going back to a previous conversation, I love talking about Miracle, Kyle. (laughs) Favorite Herb Brooks quote. From that film that, that Herb says, not any of the guys that Herb says. I think uh, a bruise on the leg is a hell of a long way from the heart is and then candy ass is just an unbelievable just the moment and then the reaction it elicits from uh, from McClanahan. It's it's really, really good. It's so good. I constantly after watching that movie for the first time in like, I don't know how I was 11 or 12 or something like that. uh, Anytime I would get injured in a sport, that quote would go through my mind. Even if I, I took a fall, <laughs> I scraped a knee, I'd be like, man, but Herb was right. It wasn't my heart. I can get back out there. Uh, iconic, iconic movie with iconic quotes. And uh, we'll eventually dive into some live action quotes, uh, brackets, way down in the future, I'm sure. Throw some cool runnings on there for me. We'll do I that was there you. when Julie Jeffries asked to see your dingling. <laughs> Walt, Walt Disney would have loved that he would have loved to see a movie uh, with four black men in the leading roles and uh, <laughs> talking about seeing dinglings that was right up his alley to be honest uh, well on uh, this bracket there are no dinglings but in the show there are three of them and we are talking about what we have in our cups Chris spoonful of sugar time what have you got this week it has been a month 
Yeah. February, we're, we're, we're getting to the end. And um, mental note, February is the worst. Um, lots to do uh, in work life and personal life. I know we've talked about my dad being a sauce boss and, and like my <laughs> memory of him at the dining room table is like him scooping sauce with a fork. Yeah. Um, but he was a he was a big beer after work guy. And I am not. I am not. I, like I drink for the Mouse Madness podcast and that's about it. Um, I won't get home from a long day and like crack open a beer or, or have a, a long day of work from home and pour myself a, a stiff glass of neat mezcal. Um, but like, it's, it's something I associate with, uh, with my dad. Specifically, he liked to drink Coors. Uh, so I've had myself a long uh, month. And this is a leftover from Thanksgiving, actually. I know we've talked about, um, does beer go bad? But uh, we got ourselves a Coors here um, that says February 28th, 2022 on the bottle, which is today, I think, right? Um, so this is the last day that I can drink this beer. Wow. Um, and, uh, and then not only is it a delicious Coors banquet beer, but it's in a, it's in a stubby. Oh, I love, love the stubby. I love the stubby. <laughs> and I was, I was thinking to myself when I, when I cracked this open, I was like, why do I love this stubby so much? Like, why is it better than a can? Why is it better than, regular than a regular long neck beer? Yep. And I, I like Googled it. I Google everything. You know, I'll just, I just say, why is a stubby better than other like beer containers? And it said lower center of gravity. Huh. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Like this feels very like firm in my hand. Yeah. And when I put it down, I'm not like worried it's going to tip over. Um, it feels like cold. Aluminum cans get colder faster, but glass bottles stay colder longer. Uh, and, and I would imagine there might be some physics here because like there's less beer exposed to the outer walls of the, of the bottle, right? I mean, you know, botany, hydrodynamics, <laughs> thermodynamics, whatever it's called. Where's uh, science where's, podcast now? Where's Eric Johnson when you need him? Do you think Coors just gets cold or do you think it decides when to get cold <laughs> wow well 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 beer is a plant beer is a plant right that's a great point <laughs> <laughs> so yes it does it it's a natural process of the plant it when you put the beer in the cold it unphotosynthesizes because oh. there's no light Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Science rules, as Bill Nye would say. Uh, Kyle Skinner, what are you drinking in Oakland? Well, I'm waiting to see you take a sip of this Thanksgiving beer and letting us know if it actually is bad. It's freaking amazing. Okay, like, this good. is for, for all we like, craft beer is, is a, not a millennial invention, but it is a, it has become popularized by our generation. Yeah. Um, and, and, Going back to just like a classic American beer like this, it's a nice change of pace for me. I've always said a Coors is best after being aged for three months in the <laughs> bottle. So you unlock the secret. Those back of fridge Coors are always that much more delicious. Here in Oakland, I'm drinking water again. I am determined to uh, hydrate my body after 
my fight with uh, anti-Omicron. And I am going to stick with water this time around. I'm looking forward to drinking on the next episode. Uh, I tell you that because that's my one of my favorite parts about this this podcast. So soon enough, I'll be back on my home bartending bullshit. Kyle, what do you have? I also have water because I have a uh, a bachelor party. Or I'm sorry, I'm used to saying have a bachelor party. I had a bachelor party that I'm still rehydrating. <laughs> Congrats so. on the bachelor party. Hey, wait, Thanks. where did you go? Where did you go for the bachelor party? Uh, we went down to San Diego. San Diego. Yes. Of yes. course. I'm still trying to figure out the translation, but. I, I think it's, it's scholars have lost the translation. No, <laughs> nobody knows what it means. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. We had a great time. Love San Diego. It was my first trip there. Well, happy recovering uh, as you have to speak about these quotes. But before we hop into uh, where we want to go this episode, we have some listener feedback, uh, actually. And this is about our great, Disney love story uh, bracket that we had just a few episodes ago. And this feedback actually comes from Nicola's sister. So Nicola was our guest host that episode and her sister had texted her. Nicola then texted me a screenshot of that feedback and it goes a little something like this. I'm scared. I'm so scared. I'm listening to the podcast and I'm getting so mad that I can't say my opinion. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Nicola's sister. Welcome to listening to us talk about this stuff. Uh, Her take is on Prince Eric. Prince Eric knows what he wants. He wants the girl who saved him. And it's not his fault that Ursula took Ariel's voice. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong that it's not. I've never, I have never, ever. Consider that Eric is the like good guy and total unassuming party in this like love triangle and this whole situation. Like, is this all just a big? Has Eric punked? Like, is that what the plot <laughs> of the Little Mermaid is? It's like Prince Eric's life has been absolutely ruined. Yeah, it might be. It might be. Uh, she ends the feedback with, "No one even watches Robin Hood." <laughs> That's not entirely wrong. You're not wrong, but hopefully we inspired you to go take a look at that. Um, yeah, I, I, I love that we're dissecting Prince Eric still. We've been talking about Prince Eric since like the very first episode of this podcast, it feels like. So, um, Nicola's sister, thank you so much for, for letting us know that we were wrong about Prince Eric. I think we're still right about Prince Eric, uh, but your, your points are taken. I mean, he was, he he just was a a young prince who wanted to play his flute and be left alone. You know. Sure, 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 sure. Ad- adversity found him, and he oh bloomed into the most beautiful flower. This uh, this bloom quote is gonna stick with us forever. Speaking of it, let's hop back into this bracket of best Disney animated film quotes. Uh, to remind everybody, the demographic that we surveyed to get these sixteen were. Folks that were big mad that Minnie is going to be dressing up in a pantsuit to celebrate Disneyland Paris' 30th anniversary, as well as uh, Women's History Month uh, coming up here soon. Uh, they gave us 16, and at the end of it, uh, the, uh, at the end of last episode, we were able to narrow it down to an Elite Eight. And that Elite Eight 
looks a little something like this. It's the number one some people are worth melting for, as spoken by Olaf and Frozen versus the number nine most everyone's mad here, as said by the Cheshire Cat in Alice in Wonderland. Down the bracket, it is the number 13, I am not a prize to be won, as spoken by Jasmine from Aladdin, versus the number five, Ohana means family. Family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten, as said by a ton of characters in the film Lilo and Stitch. Across the brackets, the number two, oh yes, the past can hurt, but from the way I see it, you, you can either run from it or you can learn from it, as said by Rafiki in The Lion King, and that is facing off against the number seven, well, there's one thing, they can't order me to stop dreaming, as said by Cinderella in her own movie, Cinderella. And the final Elite Eight matchup is the number three. If you can't say nothing nice, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all, as said by Thumper and Bambi, versus the number 11. Sometimes our strengths lie beneath the surface, as said by Moana and Moana. Chris, you started off last time. I think I'm going to dive into this one here with the number one worth melting for, as said by Olaf, versus the number nine most everyone's mad here as said by the Cheshire Cat. We talked a ton about Olaf and how his quote is basically the thesis statement for everyone's like relationship in that film. Everyone is together and fighting for each other and going on this journey together, not because they are forced to, as maybe Anna and Kristoff have felt, but because they care about each other and they are willing to go on this adventure and face these dangers because they are worth it. They are worth melting for. Uh, and then in Anna's case, it's, you know, quite literally, she needs to melt in order to be there for those that she loves, who is Kristoff and Aunt and Elsa. And number nine with the every most everyone's mad here, most everyone's mad here is Cheshire Cat not only punking Alice but kind of establishing that things aren't going to get any better if you find the white rabbit. Uh, her entire journey in Wonderland is trying to to chase this white rabbit around and, and figure out what he is late to. And she keeps running into these precarious circumstances and things get curiouser and curiouser. And as she continues on, things get weirder and weirder. And Cheshire Cat says, hey, don't get your hopes up. Uh, things aren't changing anytime soon because most everyone's mad here. I like how simple that statement is and can encompass so much. And it kind of reflects how I feel about not only the world, but like our professional settings most of the time. Growing up, adults have it figured out, right? What they say is truth. They know the answers. They know everything. You get into your professional life we're all just making it up as we go. And it feels like we're all in that same boat. And it's not only until very recently, and especially in like the pandemic in which we had to slow down and readjust that we all kind of realized we're all just surviving, faking it till we make it because we're, everyone here is in the same boat. We're all mad here and we're all just coexisting together. Um, we don't have a queen of hearts who is taking that madness and wanting to chop people's heads off with it. Although you can probably translate that to other, other people and leaders and things around the world. Uh, but 
it that mantra rings true and you can either get on board or not and by not you are going to be a little bit more unhappy it's almost like the cheshire cat being like listen go with the flow most everyone's mad here and as long as soon as you can get with the program there you're going to be able to find the answers that you want and she experiences the most maddening portion of her trip which is immediately after that seeing the mad hair march hair and the mad hatter something about that most everyone's mad here is just so much more appealing to me than worth melting for uh, mostly because Olaf says it, but also because of, you know, the iconicism that comes with the Cheshire Cat and what that film has meant to not only like the Disney company, but the fact that it has like its own mini land in Fantasyland and Disneyland, right? Like this has become such a character that people love, that people relate, like that quote people relate to, as I just said. Uh, and it, isn't quite as cheesy as the, <laughs> the worth melting for, which gets a little old. So I said it last bracket that I don't know that the number one seat's going to go very far. And for me, it stops here because I'm going to go with the number nine. Most everyone's mad here. I like that you compare this Cheshire cat quote um, to th- the real world. And you, in, in that comparison, we are Alice, right? And yeah. We're encountering anything that life throws at us, whether it's sensical or not. Um, I know we've been kind of making the joke that the Jungle Book is the Bible or the Bible <laughs> is the Jungle Book, like either one. Um, Alice in Wonderland might be the Bible as well. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I've referenced Hero with a Thousand Faces on, on Mouse Madness before, but um, it, is a, it is a book um, kind of about the history of storytelling and story structure and the hero with a thousand faces is Odysseus from Homer is Hamlet in Shakespeare is Jesus in the Bible is Mowgli in the jungle book. Um, and the idea that we are meant to see ourselves in that person, no matter what situation that that hero is in. So hearing this Cheshire cat quote, it does absolutely give me a sense of comfort that like, Everything that I feel like, like you were saying, is wrong with the world or unjust with the world, like that's part of it. <laughs> that right. that is an essential aspect of our existence. That yep. nothing makes sense. And the world <laughs> is by design slowly descending into chaos. Right. It Pandora doesn't go back in the box, it only comes out. <laughs> um so so I like it. I like it a lot. And like, this is one of those quotes that like, I get, I get chills when I hear it. Like we're all mad. Here. It's like, Ooh, we are though. Oh, we oh, are. He's bitten. That cat is. We bitten. And I can't remember where we landed with Cheshire cat in our best Disney cat bracket, but, but I like him. I like the Cheshire cat as a character. Um, don't love Alice in Wonderland, the movie. Uh, my personal Jesus doesn't, you know, sticks whatever white powder it is up their nose <laughs> at the mad tea party. Not that there's uh, anything wrong with that, but my Jesus doesn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle's like my Jesus does. <laughs> <laughs> my Jesus, my Jesus is front row at a flume concert. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Dude, Olaf is the worst. And and like we we talked about him on our most annoying Disney character bracket and um the, just the 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 frustration that is the annoyingness of Olaf as a person up against the importance of Olaf as like a a linchpin to the relationship between Elsa and Anna. Um and I'm going to I'm going to try and and build out this some people are worth melting for a little bit more. Uh, we've talked ad nauseum about Anna having to give her herself for Elsa and or for Kristoff. Um, Elsa, she's the one with the frozen heart, metaphorically. Some people are worth melting for. Anna is that person for Elsa as well. Kristoff, his whole thing is I'm, I'm an ice salesman. I'm peddling ice uh, all across this land. And he, he collects that ice. And, and if you think about that kind of visually, he's building up this ice wall uh, throughout all of his travels and, and isolating himself just a little bit further behind that wall of ice. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and he also is someone who needs to melt a little bit in order to, to advance as a human being. The, the, the person with the most healthy relationship in this whole movie is Wandering Oaken. I, this person <laughs> has like a, yes. a great head on their shoulders, right? Like totally. understands basic economics, um, has a supportive family who is, is with them physically in the, uh, in the, within the family business, yep. chilling in a sauna. Ugh, living the life. Talk about good vibes only. Wandering Oaken. That's what I bet I'm he doesn't connect with the uh, most everyone's mad here quote. I think his life is pretty good. He's like, everything's you can't be mad. You can't be. Yeah, exactly. You can't be mad when, when your life is just going in the sauna and like (sighs) just, yeah. Being Huga like at all times. Um, hate Olaf, but (laughs) I would, I would be remiss if I did not go to bat for my favorite Disney movie in this scenario. Uh, I'm going with Olaf. Uh, Some people are worth melting for. So, so we're, we're back to Kyle Madsen with a with a really really incredible tiebreaker. This is a finals level matchup for me. Yoohoo! Big summer blowout, half off swimming suits, clogs, and a sun bomb of my own invention was one of my quotes that got uh, that, that missed the dance. <laughs> I think the simplicity of that joke is just really really good. There's a ton like. We need to we need to do, maybe do like a funniest Disney quote bracket because there's a lot of like Emperor's New Groove and stuff too that is just like shoot yeah. or uh, the genie Robin with some Robin Williams quotes a t- e- itty bitty living space like you know it's just they sell the idea that it's so cold and Anna is frozen and she has to like lift herself onto the stair because her dress doesn't move normally and then she walks in and this dude who's huge. And then does this little thing with his fingers and has the voice that he has trying to sell summer goods <laughs> in this setting. It just gets me every time. Um, so I don't think Olaf meant to be that deep with his quote. I think it was very surface level. He like literally was like, yeah, hey, we're cool. So like he's the only she's the only person he knows. So like one of the only people he knows. And this is the same guy who in the very next movie sings when I'm older because he doesn't understand anything. So I think Olaf's quote is kind of fake deep. And Chris, you're right, but I think you're assigning meaning to it that Olaf doesn't have the capacity to apply 
to that quote. Ergo, I am picking the Cheshire Cat, who is qualified to talk about everybody being mad here. That's my Olaf take. I like it. Love Olaf, by the way. <laughs> pro Olaf, pro hey hey. <laughs> Anti this All podcast. Right. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Let's head on down to the uh, the next matchup then. It is the number 13 seed, I am not a prize to be won, from Aladdin, a spoken by Jasmine, versus number five, Ohana means family. Family means nobody is left behind or forgotten, uh, from Lilo and Stitch, spoken by a few different characters in that movie. I expressed an interest in like knowing what the meaning of Ohana is a little bit more. Yep. In the last episode, I, I did have time to look that up. Okay. Uh, mind you, this is a Wikipedia reference, so take it with a grain of salt, but um, it's c- still cool. So here's what it says. Ohana is a Hawaiian term meaning family in quotation marks. In parentheses, in an extended sense of the term, ah. including blood-related, adoptive, or intentional. Love it. The term is cognate, which is uh, a word that sounds the same in different languages. Um, for example, gel in Spanish and English. Gel. It's cognate. <laughs> L gel and gel. Wow. <laughs> the more you know. Yeah. This podcast totally. has, be- <laughs> has become more and more educational and I'm loving right. it. How about this one? All right. Uh, Giants, Los Gigantes, Cognite. Okay. Sounds pretty close in both languages. Okay, so Ohana, Hawaiian term. The term is a cognate with Maori, Kohanga, meaning nest. The root word Oha refers to the root or corn of the Kalo or taro plant. Hmm. The staple staff of life in Hawaii, hmm. which uh, Kanaka Maoli considers to be their cosmological ancestor. I don't know what Kanaka Maoli are. Uh, they're indigenous people is what they are. Huh. Um, in contemporary Hawaiian real estate jargon, Ohana unit is a type of secondary suite. No, that's irrelevant. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, no. We, we, Contemporary, it's the nanny suite out in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Available now on Airbnb for two ninety five a night. <laughs> if this was Chris's long con to sell us Hawaiian real estate, he's got a timeshare he needs off his hands. <laughs> listen, it's like I'll start a if podcast. If you look, you listen, you buy two weeks. In that way, you sell a week and you use a week. And so that way you're vacationing for free. <laughs> and for coming for two weeks, we'll give you an additional week next year. Which means now you're getting paid to go on vacation. <laughs> so uh. you tried to get me and you're the one who got got. Um, <clears throat> that whole thing wasn't always sunny reference, just so you know. Um, so. Anyways, uh, so yes, uh, I proposed yeah. the idea that like maybe Ohana means more than family the way right. we mean it, and, and it does. And Kyle, you were like, maybe it includes uh, family and friends as well, and that's, that's what it is referencing. Cool. So like the idea that Ohana 
is more than just the people you're stuck with. It's people that you bring close to you. Um, and that really anyone you have a deep spiritual relationship with is your Ohana. Um, and it is your responsibility to protect them. But then at the same time, like when they say no one's left behind or forgotten, like what happened? Like, can you, you can't, I mean, you can disown your family kind of like in your head, but like, can you take someone out of your Ohana? Be like, you've been, you've been unhanaed, you know? <laughs> That's exactly how they say it too. Sorry. You just been unhaunted. It's like the, it's like, how do you, how do you go? Well, how do you go from being like not Ohana into becoming part of Ohana? But also like, yeah, I've had people that were like really close to me that aren't close to me anymore that I maybe once may have considered Ohana that I definitely don't anymore. So, uh, I don't think you have to probably have a sit down conversation with them and say like, look, I'm sorry, but like, I'm taking you out of my Ohana. Um, <laughs> but like, but, but they like, that's what I'm trying to say is like this idea that no one gets left behind or forgotten, but like, maybe they do. <laughs> maybe left behind. And I think that in this context, the forgotten is the fact that her parents are dead and she has to keep reiterating, like, just cause they're not here. doesn't mean they're not part of our Ohana. Um, because it's always an add on. Right. Especially when we first hear it, it's like an or forgotten sort of thing at the end. And so I think it's also Lilo adding that to make sure that her parents, who she obviously misses a lot, um, aren't ever left out of the Ohana. Um, all of this coming from someone who just looked up a Wikipedia article. So if any of this is culturally insensitive and you know more about Ohana and its functioning in the everyday lives of Hawaiians, please reach out to us at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com and we will read what you have to say on the air because we would yep. like to hear it. Yep. Going up against I'm not a prize to be won. Yeah, I, I think we broke it down pretty well on the last episode. Um, I, 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 The corniness that is is quotes that might appear on merch or tattoos or wooden signs at Marshall's like, yeah, I want to roll my eyes at some of that stuff. But like, it's like, honestly, like it's like that for a reason. Like it's a good quote, you know? And so the phrase Ohana means family. The fact that it's so memorable, the fact that it sticks in your head, like there's something to be said about that. Like that's what makes a good quote, a good quote. Uh, you know, you know not I, that like <laughs> you know what I just thought you were going to say was that you were going to find I am not a prize to be won on home goods at a Marshalls <laughs> or Rocks <laughs> because you just started that conversation with um, yeah we broke it down pretty good last time listen I know I <laughs> I looked down on things that are at Ross and Marshalls I was like <laughs> where is this sign. What 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 type of thing would that quote be uh, embroidered on? Oh, stuffed animal in a claw machine, gumballs, <laughs> bouncy balls. That's definitely on a like button, like a pin. I imagine it on a kitchen dishcloth, just out of context. That's why it's at Ross. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going with Ohana means family. Yeah. Like it, I don't know how much it actually makes sense, but it's repeatable and it's a, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Like I said, it had a, a grip on 
everyone who watched that film when it first came out. It's still very memorable. I think that when people think about Lilo and Stitch, they probably think about Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride and they think about that line uh, because it's just so memorable and it's powerful. But I still like the punchy powerfulness of I'm not a prize to be won and how that kind of flips the script on a lot that came before it in the Disney catalog and then began to set the precedent for what we are going to see in which there's a lot more agency in our women characters in these Disney films and that they are taking control of their lives and they're not the ones that are being, you know, given to the the man or the prince or whoever um, by their families. They are they are humans, always have been. And Jasmine is taking a stance for them. And even though she she gets tricked by Prince Ali, dumb Aladdin, it's a very great quote that I think is just an incredible one. So Kyle Madsen, you're breaking a tie. 13, I'm not a prize to be one or the number five, Ohana meets family. I'm going to go with Ohana meets family means family because you know how remember the Titans, everybody in our age group knows how many feet are in a mile because of Herman Boone yelling at Petey 5,280 feet. And you're going to run every one of them. Yep. Um, I think that's like with Ohana. I think there is like a segment of the population that knows that quote, but has never seen Lilo and stitch. And maybe doesn't even know it's from Lilo and Stitch. Like I think it's just transcended pop culture in a in a way that um, not a lot of quotes do, um, and and not this Jasmine quote. So uh, while I know the Jasmine quote is powerful and and what it means uh, for her character and for the movie, um, I'm moving on. Ohana means family. It's a great point, and it that's going to be a a piece of evidence that is going to have a bit of a draw at the next matchup because I think everyone, most everyone's mad here has done the same thing. As I said last time, it's on living walls in West Hollywood bars and stuff. So that, that that's a great point. I like that. Let's move on to this next matchup. It is uh, the number two, the past can hurt blah, blah, blah by Rafiki from the Lion King versus the number seven, uh, the they can't order me to stop dreaming from Cinderella. I downed the Cinderella one last time. Uh, I definitely passed on the Rafiki one last time. And it's the Rafiki one is a lot of personal bias because it is something that I remember and maybe it's not as memorable as a lot of the Mufasa stuff. But like I said last time, I can imagine that entire scene and sequence like frame by frame in my mind. And it took it like it obviously left an imprint on me and i think that good quotes do do that there's the quotes that are powerful and memorable and you know ones that you can memorize like the ohana means family but there's also ones that can just you know leave a lasting impact and i like that idea that rafiki kind of instills in the film that has been all about running away from the moment that essentially Mufasa dies, right? Like literally Simba running away and Akuna Matata, there's no worries, but it's really just running away from your problems the entire time and putting a positive spin on it. Nala coming up and them kind of reconnecting. He's still running away from his past in that moment by not going back with her or not giving in to like that connection that they obviously have. And Rafiki turns that around with this quote. And it's something that 
while Mufasa didn't say it, it's a mantra that Mufasa would definitely instill and wisdom that he would instill in Simba. And so it's almost like Mufasa living through Rafiki. And I, you know, you can probably stretch that even further to say like Rafiki is this kind of prophet character in that film who has these like mystical abilities and can summon Mufasa from the stars and all of this stuff. So maybe it was Mufasa speaking through Rafiki. Uh, Who knows? But I like it a lot. Mufasa, God. Simba, Jesus. Uh Rafiki, John the Baptist. Then who's Baloo? I don't know enough about Jesus's squad. (laughs) Specifically. He runs deep. He runs deep. It would be hard to name all of them and and assign them characters, to be honest. Maybe Peter? Maybe Peter? Okay. That sounds right. Or Peter denies Jesus. Do you think Baloo would would deny Mowgli? Be like, hey, did you know Mowgli? Baloo would be like, never heard of him. (laughs) No, there's no way. (laughs) Baloo's a ride or die. Baloo uh, hath lied down and and died because there was no greater love or whatever Bagheera and John said. Baloo never, Paul never met Jesus, but like Paul like rode hard for Jesus. Like he (laughs) was like, that dude existed. And he was legit. Maybe Baloo's like a Paul. Like if okay. Paul walked with Jesus, maybe. Okay. He's like he's like a Yankee fan born and raised in San Francisco who's never been to New York. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Hell yeah. Checks out. <laughs> Checks out. Uh, Cinderella. Uh, she's going to keep on dreaming and nothing's going to stop her because she gets, that's the one piece of control that she has in her life. The clock wakes her up. That starts her day. Her day is just being ordered around until she goes back to sleep. But in her sleep, she can control her dreams, which isn't even like real. Is Cinderella out here like lucid dreaming and she's able to walk through and experience new things? Like, I don't control my dreams. I can't say what I'm going to dream about tonight. I get that it's a, a larger metaphor, obviously, that she can control her aspirations and and her daydreams. But uh, it's a, you know. It's a stretch. Disney at that time loved loved a dream idea. Uh, was Wendy dreaming the entire Peter Pan film? Uh, Cinderella, she is believing in her dreams. She is going to follow her dreams. There's this optimism in these 50s movies. Uh, Sleeping Beauty. Did she sleep and, and dream while she was knocked out? Like, who knows? Weird obsession with dreams, but it kind of also defines what the Disney company leans on a lot of the time where it's like, make your, your dreams come true at a Disney park. They named a cruise ship, the Disney dream. They, you know, it really aligns with what Disney is all about. I think the more powerful and honestly more memorable quote is the Rafiki one though. As, as much as, you know, dreaming is a part of the Disney brand. I can't order to stop dream Like, there's not a ton of re- memorable quotes in Cinderella that are outside of a song. And this one just doesn't do it for me. I'm going Rafiki. I have a correction to make. Oh, uh, Paul never met Jesus in the flesh, <laughs> but like the whole, like Paul's character is pa- Paul character. Paul's character is that he was Saul. His name was Saul. And then Jesus, the resurrected Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus. And then he was like, you're dope. I'm going to be named Paul now <laughs> and, and I'm going to write a bunch of letters about all the dope stuff you did. So Baloo is like, yeah, maybe he's Paulu. 
you know? Wow. Um, and, and like, yeah, he watched, he, he watched Aaron judge on TV, Aaron judged <laughs> Jesus in this scenario. You know, we're going off the rails here on the podcast. Let's, <laughs> let's reel it back. Let's reel it back in. Um, three, two and one. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Cinderella, Cinderella. Um, I'm into this stupid magic stuff, you know, like, that's what Disney is, and that's what all the quotes are. And and give me give me all of it, Madsen. You're breaking a tie. Jeez, um, I don't know. That guy, I'm on the fence. So, I was originally gonna push Cinderella through because I think that everything Kyle said, like that's that's such a Disney quote. It just fits what you think about with a Disney movie. Like there is somebody whose circumstances aren't good, but by dreaming and wishing, they improve their circumstances. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I relate way more to the Rafiki quote, because I think that that's something that everybody can kind of relate to. Um, And it follows the same path a little bit in terms of um, improving your improving your circumstances like part of that involves learning from mistakes in the past and not letting them kind of cripple you um so i was originally i had written down moving on cinderella but i'm gonna move on rafiki um because i think that that quote uh, carries more weight um in real life all right final round of eight matchup it's the number three seed can't say something nice don't say nothing at all from Bambi is spoken by Th- Thumper versus number 11. Sometimes our strength lie beneath the surface as spoken by Moana from Moana when she's talking about her little chicken. Hey, Hey, <laughs> um, and, and like you said, Kyle, the thing that makes me most angry about this is that that quote pays off, but like not for Hey, Hey, you know, like that is su- that is such a setup, you know, right? like um, he's going to do something in the end. There's a reason he came on this adventure. Yeah. Um, And he was just such like a derpy nobody. <laughs> Not that being a derpy nobody is a bad thing. You know, respect to all the derpy nobodies out there. But sure. Um, <laughs> Kyle Madsen's raising the roof with that one. <laughs> Yeah, like there's some good stuff there. Like the like the quote itself is good. It's just the execution in the movie I think could have been a little bit better. Like this could have been something that Grandma Tala says to Moana, yep. um, as she's kind of like debating uh, whether or not to go out on the adventure, something like that. Uh, Moana rewrite. We'll give her that. We'll give Grandma <laughs> Tala this this quote. Um, maybe would make her the better. Disney grandparent and give her a slightly more satisfying Disney death if she were to <laughs> drop that pearl of wisdom at the end. Jesus. <laughs> Did I say satisfying Disney death? Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Satisfying. Thematically satisfying. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> we've got uh, number three. You can't say something nice. Don't say nothing at all from Tampa from Bobby. I'm sticking with this one. Um, I like this idea. Like, you know, uh, we, we, we very, very lightly glossed over love languages. We were talking about love stories on the last episode and words of affirmation is one of them. 
Um, and it cuts both ways. It's it's if you're someone who loves being told that you are loved and you like being complimented and stuff, it goes the other way too. Like hearing negative things can absolutely break somebody. And the thing is, as you're out navigating the world, you never know who might be prone to something like that. Um, and and it's scary. It's scary to think that someone who maybe is like me and who can be a little bit like loose lipped at times, like you never know when one little thing that you say might be with someone forever. Um, so yeah, you're better off just not saying anything at all. I agree with you, Thumper. You're right. <laughs> I'm advancing the three seed. The uh, strengths beneath the surface is interesting for the rest of the film, not just because like the, the, your strength is within like beneath the surface of y- yourself, your skin, it's within you. But like, Maui's literal strength, which is his hook, was at the bottom of the ocean that they had to go get back. And Moana's strength through a lot of the film is literally the water and what's been the power beneath the surface of that. And then later on, her dead grandma, who has reincarnated as this like spiritual manta ray, who is now also providing some strength to Moana. And they're all beneath the surface. So I thought... That was interesting, even though it's delivered in context and in reference to Hey Hey and Hey Hey not being, you know, a pointless bird. This is also the battle of the elementary school computer lab poster art, where it's like the black frame poster with like a cat hanging on a on a on a branch. And it says just hang in there. Both of these. Both of these profile as computer lab. No. Yes, they you're, do. You're, no, you're, but you're confusing two different things. Is it a just hang in there poster? Because those, those black frame posters you're talking about, it's like one word. So it, it would say like strength. Sometimes it lies beneath the surface. I mean, not. I think there's been an evolution in those because I remember in my computer lab in elementary school, those black framed ones didn't always have a word. Sometimes it had a phrase and then it dove into that phrase a little bit further in tinier font, but it was always like penguins on a, on a sheet of ice or. Yeah. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at all of these. I typed in motivational posters and this is exactly, it says, uh, main word your sentence about the main word great piet to moana's strength sometimes lies beneath the surface and then there's an iceberg but the photoshop from like water level (laughs) right see a little bit of the iceberg but then there's just a huge mountain underneath the water exactly that's the photo that goes with that except it's hey hey um and his stupid chicken head is on top of the water You guys want to know something about me? Sure. Hey, hey, walking off the boat gets me every single time. (laughs) Of course it does. It's a good bit. It's a good bit. Of course it does. It's a good bit. It's a good bit. Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Motivational poster matchup. That's what this is. And I don't necessarily like either of these as like fantastic Disney quotes. Moana's for being about what's below the surface is a pretty surface level quote. It feels very phoned in and like one of those, oh, you thought you had something here. Like 
you're not saying a ton. It's we've been told this over and over again in so many different ways, tip of the iceberg, all that stuff. It's just the same sort of dig a little deeper sort of mantra. Can't say something nice if Thumper originated that, which jury's still out on it, but apparently he did. That's a banger if he did that. That is an absolute banger because it's something that is said to kids today. I have a coffee mug with that on it. It's a Bambi coffee mug, but it's on it. (laughs) They declared it as the best quote of Bambi. Uh, I think it's the best quote in this matchup. I'm going to go with Thumper as well, which means, uh, Kyle, you don't break a tie, but what do you think about Thumper's quote moving on here? So I agree with this because you guys both work in social media. I am perpetually online. Um, I think that if this specific quote got utilized on the internet, the internet and thus the world would be a lot better place. I agree. Um, like just it's so it's so easy to just be nice to people. And yeah. that's that's kind of what this quote gets at. And like you said, this this fits that Ohana means family uh category for me in terms of transcending Disney. Like the fact that this might have originated from this movie and we don't know it means it's so permeated in the culture that um or it's it has so thoroughly permeated the culture that um we just think of it as a as a phrase that's been said forever when really it was a rabbit in a in a cartoon movie <laughs> who said it. So yeah, Th- Thumper moves on. Um all due respect to uh, Moana. The thing is is like hey hey didn't even end up doing anything. Nope. Like I I I joke about like, oh I love hey hey and it's fine, but like he didn't end up at the quote didn't end up paying off. And that just I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's head into the final four with the first matchups. The number nine, most everyone's mad here by Cheshire Cat versus the number five, Ohana means family, etc. from Lilo and Stitch. I'm going everyone's mad here. I kind of alluded to that matchup as these two kind of quotes transcending their films and being kind of more of these every, not everyday mantras. I don't say most everyone's mad here, but like that's a familiar quote to most everybody. And so is Ohana means family. And as Kyle said last time, folks might not even know where those two came from, but those two come from these two films. The most everyone's mad here is a great synopsis of Alice in Wonderland just in general, uh, but can also be used to almost alleviate the anxieties of our world. It's if you feel insane, you're not the only one. Most everyone is like this. That feeling of anxiety and stress is being shared by so many others. It's not just you. Most everyone is feeling that way. And even if they don't show it in Alice in Wonderland, they all show it. But it's it's also all recognized like them all being mad doesn't interfere with doesn't cause any issues between all of them until you get to the uh, the evil queen, the queen of hearts, who she just has an issue with everyone. Um, but I just like that mantra. And it kind of, in a less cheesy way, says, you know, we're all in this together sort of way. I'm, I'm really stretching it, but in a less cheesy way, that's the vibe I get from that, uh, just as a reminder. I, I'm, I, I understand... Ohana means family and being a very, very powerful quote. And Chris, thank you for being our our translator and figuring out what Ohana really means. And 
Just call me Jump Five, you know. <laughs> jump Five wasn't it? Eighteens? No, you can't, stop. What? Didn't Eighteens do Hawaiian roller coaster? I know it must. Be you're ki- you're joking right now. Sorry, man. They were both oh. existed at the same time with the same. The, the, those the two same are looking. not interchangeable. No. I'm disappointed. One did Brother you. Bear and the other did Hawaiian roller coaster ride. I'm, I don't know what I'm to so tell you. D- they literally jump five did both of those. What are you talking about? Dude, what, what are you okay? Do? No, are dude, you? I have COVID. No, I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Hold on. Okay. Coughing. Okay. Not remembering bands. Yep. Here's, uh, why I associate 18s with Lilo and Stitch is because on the Lilo and Stitch soundtrack, they did Can't Help Falling in Love with You, the Elvis song uh, for that album. Thank you very much. Um, all that to say in the roast aside, I'm going with everyone's Matt here. I like that quote. I think that it fits the, I don't know. It doesn't fit anything. It just fits my the the part of my brain that, really enjoys it <laughs> going with the number nine seat to the finals um last round when we were talking about the ohana unit i feel like i stopped my sentence prematurely because i read the rest of this and it is actually fascinating um I, i'm gonna finish the thought right now in contemporary hawaiian real estate jargon an ohana unit is a type of secondary suite it is a part of a house or a separate structure on the same lot that may contain a relative, but which may not be rented to the general public. So I'm like, what? How did like, how do they know? Citation is an actual like government form called the Ohana pre-check form um, with specifications um, and verifications that say the lot is in an Ohana eligible area. The lot has direct access to a street with a minimum paved roadway width of 20 feet. What? Lot does not have any special restrictions that would not allow an Ohana unit. I mean, there's all this like wastewater specifications, uh, building permits, restricted covenant. Before the permit is issued, the fee owner must agree that the Ohana dwelling will be occupied by family members and the property will not be converted to a condominium property regime. (laughs) So like, this is like a very formal, like, uh, thing. (laughs) This isn't just like something they loosely call a guest house. Like this Ohana (laughs) unit is like a legal structure. It's literally a family room. It has to be. Yeah. It It can be no other thing. Uh, not all family rooms are Ohana units, but all Ohana units are family rooms, <laughs> much like squares and rectangles. <laughs> oh um, man, I I uh, I like I like the um, Ohana exploration we've been on um, so far, but I'm going with the Cheshire Cat as well. Whoa! I'm. Qu- I'm quite, I'm quite happy that this quote is going all the way, actually. Um, this is a sleeper, I think, for sure. But one that, like, if you think about it hard enough, is not a sleeper at all. Kyle Madsen, do you agree? Uh, I don't, but I also love Alice in Wonderland, so I'm fine that this movie, that this, um, that this quote's moving on. I don't like the bastardized version of it where everyone says, we're all mad here. Yep, I hate that too. 
and it's like maybe the Cheshire Cat says that in a different version of the of the movie or the book or the story or whatever. Don't acknowledge books. But most everyone <laughs> is mad here is just such a better way to say that. It's a really strong quote. That was a really tough matchup. Um, I've explained why I think the Ohana quote is great, but uh, most everyone's mad here is terrific as well. All right. Who will the Cheshire Cat meet in the finals? Uh, we've got the number two seed. The Rafiki's quote about the past hurting, but not to run from it. Uh, from the Lion King versus number three. Can't say something nice. Don't say anything at all from Bambi. I would just did like a little quick Google search and I saw one of those like quote generator sites attribute this thumper quote to Aesop, which like would not surprise me if some like permutation of that idea came from Aesop. Yeah. Um, but also I feel like everything at one point was said by Aesop. It's like sure. if you tweet, if you tweet enough viral sounding tweets, one of them's going to stick. Right. <laughs> um, we know people like that. Yeah. Kyle Matson. Guilty, a little <laughs> bit. You love the viral, the viral structured tweet, the tweet that the tweet that is structured like it's something that should go viral, but it doesn't. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I'm a volume shooter. Absolutely. <laughs> I crave engagement. <laughs> this is the one. This could any day could be the day. <laughs> Tweeting you miss that right now. <laughs> no, you, Kyle. You can tweet this. 100% of the tweets you don't tweet don't go viral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute, but I got there. Um, you, you miss you miss 100% of the tweets you don't tweet. I think I've said that before. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I'm looking this up. Um, on August 2nd, 2019... I quoted myself and said, you miss 100% of the tweets you don't send. <laughs> wow. That's wow. incredible. Um, point proven. So, uh, just a real piece on the internet. Yeah. I'm, I'm going down with the ship though. I'm going to stay with Thumper. I'm going to stay with Thumper on this. Um, I still, I, I, I totally understand the argument for this Rafiki quote, but when I think Lion King quotes, I think Mufasa. And I think that in this matchup, as we get grittier and grittier and head to the finals, I think that the fact that Thumper and this quote are attributed to each other and it is thus so Disney, uh, I have to go with it. I think that it is the better Disney quote. I think that the Rafiki one is a better quote, probably. Uh, but it's feels probably like it's trying to do a little too much for what a Disney quote feels like, which the Disney way is very, you know, simple and and teaches you a very quick lesson as opposed to like Rafiki is like, hey, you getting hit on the head is a lot like you running away from the pain of your past. And there's a lot there as a, you know, maybe as a five year old kid, you're sitting there and you're like, I have no idea what that that baboon just said. Uh, it stuck with me, but maybe not with everyone. I think can't say something nice has really stuck. So I agree. I'm moving Thumper into the finals. Kyle Madsen, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's right. It feels like Rafiki, the Rafiki quote is like 
like a slow Oscar winning movie that like, you know, on paper is good and you know, the <laughs> acting is good and you know, the writing is good and all that jazz. But like, sometimes you just want to watch death race. <laughs> That's like, it just, it's just going to hit a different note. Um, even though it may not be a better movie, it's what, what you prefer. And that's kind of how I feel about these two quotes. I like that. I'm with Thumper. I like it. Let's move on to the finals. It is the number nine Cheshire Cat quote. Most everyone's mad here versus the number three Thumper quote. You can't say something nice. Don't say nothing at all. Uh, Kyle, you brought up last, uh, I guess, round. You were like, I hate that people misquote the Cheshire Cat and say, we're all mad here. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because I agree with that. Turns out that's the quote from the book. So I looked up to make sure that like the um, most everyone's most everyone's mad here wasn't a quote from Lewis Carroll. Lewis Carroll's book, and it's not the the conversation in the book goes Alice saying, but I don't want to go among mad people, which is essentially what she says in the movie. And the Cheshire cat says, oh, you can't help that. We're all mad here. I'm mad. You're mad. And then Alice goes, how do you know I'm mad? And she's and the cat says, you must be or you wouldn't have come here, which is like, what a what a conversation. Oh, it's so good. And that's from the book. So we're all mad here. People are right, but they're wrong when it's the Disney, uh, <laughs> the Disney Cheshire cat on a screen printed shirt that says we're all mad here because that specific cat didn't say that that line. But the Cheshire cat in the book did say it. Uh, what a great interaction. I'm glad I looked that up because I actually really love that. And it kind of relates to what the Cheshire cat is getting at in the movie as well. Like most most everyone's mad here, like including you. So don't feel like you're out of place and don't feel like we're all crazy because you're just as crazy because you're here. Like you're, you're going through this. You're looking for this white rabbit, right? It's just so good. Both of these quotes are fantastic. They're short, sweet. They, they say something that has obviously related to all of us, to the world around us. So I think that this is a very great and true final matchup. But the quote that I love the, the most and makes me feel real nice is most everyone's mad here. I'm crowning the Cheshire Cat and the number nine seed as the best Disney animated film quote. T-shirt idea. Okay. Madsen, Madsen family reunion. Head down to Walt Disney World. Oh, no. <laughs> most, most everyone's Madsen here. <laughs> Ship it. Ship it. <laughs> not everyone because there might be some like that's right, there's some weirdos people. and some parries yeah yeah yeah. oh that's good um tweet it tweet it <laughs> kyle skinner thank you for that looking into that lewis carroll thing because that is uh interesting insight and and i almost like the disney uh exchange better mm-hmm. uh you can't help that most everyone's mad here. You may have noticed that I'm not all there myself. Yeah. All there being a play on words in this moment. Yeah. Um, and that kind of is representative of the difference in these two versions. Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland is just, just a little bit 
darker than the Disney version. And the Disney version definitely relies on that very clever wordplay, very witty dialogue. Um, it's like 30 rock level where the quotes are coming at you and you're like, was that, did I just miss like a, something there? It just, it, and it's already gone like on yeah. to the next one. Um, and that's something I, I appreciate about the way that this movie is writ- written. And it goes back to that Robin Hood quote that we were talking about. Some of these older Disney movies, they just drop in quotes unceremoniously. Um, it'll just be in normal dialogue. And that is the sign of really good dialogue. Just, mm. just like miracle, you know, like not every great quote is presented as a great quote. You know, it's just, it's just poetic. Um, I love throwing it to the guest host for a little tie break action in the final finals, but I don't really want to do that on this one. I want to give it to the Cheshire cat. Um, and most everyone's mad here. Uh, so, so there you have it. We've got our winner. We've got our winner. The best Disney animated film quote comes to us from the Cheshire cat in Alice in Wonderland who says most everyone's mad here. And as we do at the end of every single bracket, we are going to clap it out. Kyle Madsen. Your thoughts on how that finals came about and came to be? Yeah, I think I, I, I'm I'm okay with the choice. I think the Bambi quote is definitely more well known, especially since like we talked about, there's Disney merch that has the wrong Disney quote on it. <laughs> uh, but the Cheshire Cat just comes into the movie and throws a hundred miles an hour for six minutes, and then he's done. But he's arguably the char- the the most memorable character in the movie. So um, his quote landing atop this bracket, given that that's what he's in the movie for is to just drop bars. Yeah. And um, this is arguably his best one. All right. Well, um, Kyle Madsen, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of mouse madness. Uh, I think four episodes is when you earn your jacket. So you, so one more to go. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, everyone. Well, you know how to reach us. Uh, do you have any strong opinions about this Alice in Wonderland 9 seed making it all the way to the finals and being crowned the best Disney animated movie quote? Wow. That feels important. Um, do you want to hop in and do some co-hosting duties? We're always looking for new co-hosts, new people to get involved in, in our Mouse Madness Ohana. Um, we would love to hear from you. Please email us at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us on social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. All of those are linked in the description of this podcast. Or if you'd like to support us on Patreon at the $5 level, please head to patreon.com slash mousemadness where you can become a member of Jerry's Gang, where you have access to our seasonal Disney trivia. You get access to two additional bonus Mouse Madness episodes every month delivered directly to your podcast feed uh and you also get to uh, like chat with us whenever you want yep. hit us up um and you can vote on bracket topics like this one that we just did folks until next episode if you don't have anything nice to say don't <laughs> say it at all <laughs>